Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, amigas, welcome back to a new episode of The Fearless Mujer. This week, I have an awesome guest. Her name is Alexis Cano. She's a native of South Texas, born and raised in Edinburgh, Texas. She holds a Bachelor's of Science degree in psychology, and she's currently earning her master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. And she's amazing, you guys. She's also a mother of three boys. She has a passion for helping other busy moms overcome issues with food and weight. And her goal is really to help others realize that they're not alone in their struggles and that every problem can be overcome with the right mindset. So she also has a book where she goes over the simple process for overcoming food fears and losing weight permanently through permanently, pardon me, through intermittent fasting. And her book is called The What If Diet Plan. You guys, um, if you are part of the Facebook private sisterhood fearless mujer group or if you're following the fearless mujer podcast on facebook you might have seen this episode live well if you didn't that's okay because now you're going to be able to hear it but you're also going to be able to share it so i'm really excited i know that you're going to be empowered and we also talk a little bit about why your story is important and why you shouldn't be ashamed of the things that you've gone through. So guys, sit back, relax, because you're going to be inspired. Hola, mujer. Hey, girl. I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine. Sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Welcome to the Fearless Mujer. So everyone, Alexis, if you saw the post, she's the author of the What If Diet Plan, and she is so passionate about really helping people overcome their struggles with the right mindset. So mm -hmm. I'm going to pass the mic to you, let you introduce yourself. Welcome. Sure. Okay, well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Michaela. Uh, my name is Alexis Cano. I'm a native of South Texas. I am um, I'm a mother of three boys. I'm a full-time employee, a wife, a part-time graduate student, and most recently a self-published author. Um, I lost 50 pounds. Well, it, my, basically my book is all about my weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, dieting, fad dieting journey. And um, I wrote my book, as you said, to help other women know that they're not alone especially I think in the Hispanic community, we have a lot of cultural beliefs around food and, and, uh, and when we should eat and what we should eat, how much we should eat, all that, all that good stuff. So I, um, at one point in my life, I was very overweight, very obese, uh, 230 pounds in high school and um, lost weight through intermittent fasting. 
not really on purpose though. Is there an echo? No. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. You're okay, good. good. <laughs> so not, not really on purpose at that point, but um, I, you know, back then fasting was not a good thing. It was starving yourself. It was, you know, so I had a lot of shame around that. And even though it was working for me and I felt good doing it, you know, skipping breakfast and eventually lunch, I kind of went through this, uh, again, the shame spiral of, okay, I can't do this. This is not good for me. I need to learn how to eat healthy. So I started actually looking into nutrition and diets and all that kind of stuff. And that actually led me into this spiral of just, oh my gosh, diet after diet after diet. And why can't I just eat normally? Why can't I just, you know, so I eventually lost, I, I, at first I lost 45 pounds through intermittent fasting and in my mind, not even trying but then I, I did end up losing more and getting down to 130. So overall, I lost 100 pounds, which is, wow. I, it's so funny because I think of it now. I'm like, wow, that's, yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, but I can tell you, I wasn't happy at 130 pounds. I was exercising like crazy. I was at one point, I was running seven miles a day. I was weightlifting in the mornings and I was swimming alternate days and I was eating like huge amounts of healthy food, but it's just it's like my, my, my life just revolved around food and exercise. So finally, I, I, and I, again, I, I outline all this in my book. So I go through all these different diets. And um, after my third child, I did end up gaining about 50 pounds back. So I got up to, uh, uh, I can't think I got up to 200 pounds. And finally, in 2017, I thought, you know what, I'm successful. I have a, a great job, great career. I'm a part-time student in the master's program. I have three wonderful, beautiful, healthy children, a healthy marriage. Who cares if I'm overweight? Like, you know, we all, we can't have it all. Right. So right. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I, and through self-love and meditation, I just kind of, I learned to love myself, like to truly love and accept who I was and be okay with it. And um, I, so that's kind of where that started. But then in 2018, I rediscovered intermittent fasting. And at that point wow. it was not, it, there was a word for it. There was a name for it. It wasn't starving yourself. It wasn't an eating disorder, you know? Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of, you know, I kind of tiptoed into it. I thought, well, no, 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 I can't do this again. I had done that before. It's not good for me. And I just basically started asking myself, well, what if, you know, what if this is something I can do? What if this is part of a healthy love lifestyle? What if I mm -hmm. didn't wreck my body in the past by by listening to it and by doing what came naturally to me. And that's where the what if diet plan came into place. And I did, so I, I did end up losing 50 pounds through intermittent fasting. Now here's the thing. I lost it over the course of two years. Wow. So that doesn't sound very sexy. You know, you want to hear, Oh, <laughs> you lost 50 pounds in six months. No, I lost 50 pounds. I think the first 30 or 40 pounds I lost within, um, yeah, the first 30 pounds, rather, I lost in about four to five months. But I wasn't focusing on the weight, I was really doing it more for the benefits of intermittent fasting, the health benefits. And so I outline in, in the book, the three phases that I use to kind of ease into it and to, to implement intermittent fasting into my personal lifestyle and how you can do it too. And how using those what if questions, um, it, it sounds so simple, but asking a good what if question it, it just, it puts, again, it puts you in that right mindset. It focuses on what, on the possibilities rather than your obstacles, rather than what's not possible. So, you know, I, I used to ask myself horrible, what if questions, uh, what if I'm doomed to be overweight for the rest of my life? That's, that's not very helpful. Wow. And it's not about good or bad. It's about, is it 
is it leading you towards your goal? Is it, is it helping mm-hmm. you? And, and is it, is it helpful to you? Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't exercise anymore. I, um, or at least in the conventional sense, I walk mm-hmm. uh, maybe I get maybe 5,000 steps in a day. Um, but I'm always very active around the house. I'm active with my children. I'm active at work. I have a standing desk, even here at home, I have a standing mm-hmm. desk, you know, I, I fit activity where I can. And it just I, weight loss, in my opinion, should not be a struggle. It should not mm-hmm. be. It should be a side effect of our of our healthy lifestyle. And even a healthy a lifestyle should not be a struggle. It, I think we all have this idea. And especially again, being kind of from the Latina community, we kind yes. of have this idea, you know, JLo, I love JLo. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but I, I'm never gonna look like that. And I'm never, you know, mm-hmm. she She's been dancing her whole life. She has uh, professional trainers and she's very proud. You know, she shows off her, her amazing muscles and, you know, and that's great. It's wonderful for her, but we don't have to necessarily look like that. You know, we don't necessarily have to have to be that. And again, I think there's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, thought and a lot of beliefs that we have. There's so many beliefs that we don't even realize are beliefs. We just see that, that they're truths. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, you know, I really, I really love how you, you know, from what I'm hearing, like you're talking a lot about the way that you shifted your mindset. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. want to go back to um, like, you were talking about JLo, like, come on, we all know JLo's rich. So she hires all kinds of trainers, yeah. and, you know, and I think the thing about, you know, being Latina or being Hispanic, however, however people identify is that, so society tells us that our body is supposed to look a certain way, you know, being super skinny is, is like what's in, Mm. but for the Latina woman, we're curvy, we're made a little bit different. So, um, and it's not to, to say like that that's wrong to be Mm. like super skinny because I feel, I personally feel like if you're happy in your own skin, that's really what matters. Yes. It's about how you look at yourself and how you as a woman choose to view yourself. And I think a lot of the problems that we have too, as women is that we are comparing ourselves. And then like you were saying mm-hmm. in, in our, in our, you know, in our culture, like it's considered good to be thick. Right. Yeah. So if you're kind of, you know, too skinny, like my mm-hmm. dad would say, Estás muy flaca, right? Or, <laughs> comiendo mucho or, yes. but then what happens when you go to somebody's house mm-hmm. I mean well right now it's it's coronavirus time but what happens when you go to somebody's house come mas come mm-hmm. mas oh, you know, yeah. it's rude for you to say like I don't want to eat your food anymore yes <laughs> you know? definitely um, so I love I love that you like mentioned JLo but I would love for you to tell us more about how your mindset just kind of helped you understand that like like you said, this is not an eating disorder. Like mm, this is actually, yeah. this is actually good. And, yeah. and then also, like you said, it took you two years, but you know, that becomes so real to the woman who's really, really struggling. So yeah, just tell us more about mindset sure. because I think that's powerful. Okay. Well, it, oh man, yeah, it really was all about mindset. Well, first of all, when I, I guess when I started intermittent fasting again, like I said, I, and even the first time I was never focusing on the weight, I wouldn't say never the weight was, you know, it's always kind of there. But um, when I, when I started intermittent fasting in 2018, you know, I did want to lose weight. So I kind of, I started weighing myself 
And it's like, we look at the scale as, as, as a measure of our success. So it's like, I'd lose five pounds. Oh my God. Yes. I'm winning. I'd gain three pounds or five pounds or whatever. And uh, I failed. And then you just kind of go into the spiral. So I actually put away the scale. I was like, you know what I am doing? And, and again, I touch more on this in the book, but I, I actually created three, I guess, promises that I made to myself that if I tried this thing, this intermittent fasting, because again, at this point, for a whole year, 2017, I had just focused on on loving myself, loving myself and self-compassion. So I was really in a good space to to do this. I know it, it may be harder if you're not there yet, but I basically made these promises to myself that I'm not going to do anything that's going to um, interfere with my family. Because when it comes down to it, family is my core value. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually did a core value kind of thing on myself and everything that I do is for my family. And that may sound a little cliche, but it is, it is true. You know, whether it was money or health or whatever, it all came down to, I'm doing it for my family. So whatever I did could not interfere with my family, whatever I did. um, I would not take part in any exercise or workout routine that I did not enjoy. And, oh, and I would not do anything. I would not something with money, basically, I'm not going to waste more money on, on products, on on supplements, anything like that memberships. So those were the three promises I made to myself. And I kind of kept having to go back to that. So again, going back to the scale, when I wasn't Mm -hmm. losing weight, I had to take myself back and say, Hey, that wasn't part of your promise. You didn't say I'm only going to do this if I lose weight. So I actually put the scale away. I focused on all the other health benefits that that intermittent fasting can offer. And one of the benefits will, you know, and that's the other thing too, is kind of focusing, you hear of attitude of gratitude, right? Yeah. I mean, that kind of, again, that goes back to the mindset. What do I like about this, this intermittent fasting lifestyle? Well, I, I liked not having to wake up early at seven 30 in the morning to make myself breakfast. I still made mm-hmm. breakfast for the kids, but for me, at least that was one less step. Yeah. Um, I liked not having to count calories. I, I stopped counting calories at that point. I liked, um, I loved having my coffee in the morning. I I always had had coffee in the morning and now I was still having it a little bit different. I was using Mm -hmm. heavy cream and cinnamon instead of, you know, sugar, artificial sweeteners, Mm -hmm. but I still love that. And eventually there were more benefits that came. My skin started clearing up my, um, I have pictures on my website, by the way, of my skin at its worst. And I really think it was all hormones just kind of, but yeah, yeah, you can see it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's very inflamed. And um, so my skin started clearing up. And then eventually, after a few weeks of pushing my breakfast back, uh, the hunger, I wasn't feeling hungry all the time, or I wasn't thinking about food, there wasn't all this mental chatter going on in my brain. So focusing on what I did like about the process, really helped me enjoy the process overall. And so Mm -hmm. that's, again, it, it goes back to that mindset, rather than, oh, you know, I, I hate, I hate this, this, uh, I hate this feeling of hunger. I hate that there's donuts right there and I can't have them. No, you can have them. You just can't have them right now. You can have them in an hour or, you know, so, yeah, you know, but when you focus on what you can't have or what you don't have it always, and that's for anything. I mean, that's for weight, that's for health, that's for money, that's for, you know, life. If you focus on what you don't have, you're always going to have that feeling of, of lack and of, um, you know, of, uh, what's the word? 
not desperation, but in, in, in dieting, when you feel like you can't like have something frustrated. Yes. And it's just yeah. all the, all the bad things. Right. But when you yeah. focus on what you do have and what you can have and what you have control over, oh man, it's, it's, it's a mind shift. Now it's definitely it. work, you know, it, it, especially when you're not in that space, I've, I've gone through depression. I've gone through, um, you know, even back in my twenties, suicidal ideation, Wow. when you're in that space, it's, it's very hard and it's very different. Um, but again, if you just can just let tiny, you know, do you talk about the seed in, in yeah. wait, I think it was in one of your episodes, I think you talked about the seed planting a seed. I can't remember. They all run together. <laughs> but Sounds like something I right? say. Something you say, right? <laughs> well, in the Bible, they do talk about that, you yes, know, sowing the yes. seed and, and that one little seed eventually will grow into yes. a tree. And, um, oh man, it just, it, it really, that's, that's where it, it. starts. <laughs> Good. I'm I glad love, I'm making sense. <laughs> no, of course. Yes. I, I love that you reference that because you know, when you and I were chatting the other mm-hmm. day, um, we talked about like your story being important yes. and your story being used for good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, you mentioned the Bible, you know, I, I am a believer and I was also suicidal. And so I get all the tragedy and all the trauma, mm-hmm. you know, and I just did an episode on that. Like mm-hmm. we can use that for good. Because out there somewhere is an Alexis, right? Out there somewhere is another Alexis who's struggling where they, she is where you were, you know, Guys years ago. <laughs> no, don't cry. I know, right? Don't cry. I, I, don't I, cry. I, do, I cry when I hear your podcast, though, by the way. Well, and I have to, I have to bring that, that into yeah. this, into this too, that how I discovered you. I, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I've lost, I've lost the weight and now I've published this book and I just, I, you know, I, I feel like, so this is a completely different side, but I, I kind of feel I have that imposter syndrome. Like why, mm-hmm. what makes me special? How, why, how dare I you know, expect people to want to read my story? It just, there's all mm-hmm. these crazy things going through my head. And I was looking for something to lift me up and the fearless head mm-hmm. came up in my feed. Thank God. And I started listening to to you and and it's so funny because you don't have very many episodes yet no. now coffee jeans and Jesus I discovered that after but I mean the fearless muhead just helped me realize no you know what wow. my story is important there there are people because I guess by listening to you your voice is so soothing it's so comforting oh, thank for me. you <laughs> and I know it has to be comforting for others too there are women out there who need to hear people like them and yeah. um, people who've gone through the struggle, who who are in the struggle, the struggle is real. It really is. Yes. You know? And yeah, I don't want to focus on the struggle, but we also can't pretend like it's not there. Right. Because that doesn't help either. But um, yeah, so that's when I reached out to you and I just, I told you, I said, I just want to tell you, thank you for this podcast. It's amazing. I was going through this little... Um, kind of going back to that shame, you know, feeling ashamed. I'm not Brene Brown. I'm not Mel Robbins. I'm not, you know, these amazing people. Who do I think I am? And it's like, no, you know what? I am Alexis Cano and my story is important. Maybe it's not going to be for everybody, but if it can help even one person out there, then that's enough. That is good enough for me. And I am enough. Oh my gosh. It's just, but that's, (laughs) that's basically how I discovered you and the fearless Muhead and, you know, you, your, your, your episodes have just helped me so much. And yeah, your episode about uh, the story, <laughs> I, I started crying. 
Yeah. Well, it's not supposed to make you cry, but you know, I want tears, happy tears. (laughs) That's good. No, but I wanted to say, I mean, I'm so, I'm so grateful that it's resonating because let me rewind just a little bit. Um, the, the women that you mentioned, Renee Brown and all them, you know, I'm sure that they had those doubts. Like if Mm -hmm. you could sit with them and talk to them, like I follow, um, she's a Christian, Havala Cunnington. Um, She's very, she's very um, relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I love about her is that she talks a lot about purpose, which is kind of always my message, Mm -hmm. whether it's coffee, jeans and Jesus or the fearless mujer. Like I want women to know, like, no matter what you've gone through, like you have a purpose. You're not mm-hmm. here by accident. And when when I like we're going off topic, we'll come back. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but um, you know, when I started the Fearless Mujer, it was really on my heart mm-hmm. to speak to that Latina girl yes. that was me, mm-hmm. that girl, that little girl inside of us yeah. that feels like we're not validated, that feels like we don't have a voice. Um, you know, I won't get too much into how I grew up, but my dad raised me and it was just, and I think a lot of people will relate to this. Like when you have Latino parents or Hispanic parents, it's like the dad is like the authoritative figure and you don't question him. You just do what he says. And it's just like, you're always waiting for permission for someone to tell you, you can do it. Like you can do it. And so, you know, I hate to like, rain on the parade, but we may never find that person telling us you can do it, you can do it, or the person we're waiting to tell Mm -hmm. us, right, that we can do it. So, so yeah, you know, I'm actually going to rebrand, like, you know, somehow merge them together. I don't Mm -hmm. quite know yet. I'm working with a coach, but because I feel that it's really important as, as someone who is Mexican American, that, you know, we, we begin to understand as women that, girl, your story is important. And I remember hiding behind my mistakes, hiding behind what had happened to me, Mm -hmm. you know, but we, we, we can't have shame. It's Mm -hmm. what it is. And now you can use it to help someone else, you know, because going back to like your book and your story, there's out there an Alexis, right. Who's like, why, why can't I lose weight? You know, why can't, you know, a lot of it has to do with our genes, you know, with, Mm -hmm. oh yeah our, you know, family, like the way we're built, it it Mm -hmm. does. And so there's certain things that like, for some people that do keto, it works for them. And for Mm -hmm. others, it doesn't. And then Mm -hmm. you have all these different diets. So it's like, you're constantly like, like on a roller coaster of like dieting and nothing ever works, you know? So Mm -hmm. I love just, just what you're saying is because you found freedom. You Mm -hmm. found freedom to say like, well, I don't have to eat that right now, or I don't have to slave over exercising. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do that. And the fact that you wrote a book, like, I'll just confess to you, like, I aspire to write a book one day. (laughs) So when I hear someone wrote a book, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I just, I'm so impressed because I've sat down many times to write my book and I never finished. So, and then podcasting is just so much easier. You just start talking, right? Oh, I feel the complete opposite. (laughs) I'm a writer. (laughs) But, um, but I, I just, you know, I, I've heard from writers, you know, through different networks, um, you sit down 
and you are inspired when you start writing and Mm -hmm. people think you have to be inspired to write. And so I'm just like, huh, how does that work? (laughs) But um, yeah, I just, I really love that you're using your story now to, to help others out there. And so what are your thoughts on, on the importance of your story and just like not, I don't want to say not caring, but yeah, mm-hmm. not caring what people think anymore, you know? I Well, okay. Actually that, oh, there's so many things. Okay. first, <laughs> I look, said a lot. I'm I, sorry. No, that's good. Everything was just like boop, a little like uh, mind blown, just going on all over the place. First of all, I do have to say the the whole shame thing and the, and, and mm-hmm. my story, how I, I, I was, I, I was, I want to say was ashamed. I, I, yeah, I was, I think I'm past it. I mean, there's always a little, there's always something there, but yeah. even just the overweightness, um, being overweight in high school, I, once I lost the weight, I was so desperate to keep it off because I never wanted to be that person ever again. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was just this horrible, disgusting person who didn't deserve to, to be here, which yeah. is, oh, it sounds horrible to say that. Cause now, especially you know, like you said, you, you created this podcast to speak to that little girl and, and Mm -hmm. how we're always wanting permission. And I finally learned we have to have permission from ourselves to feel good. And that's hard. It it is hard. I can tell you right now, even if Brene Brown herself came and said, (laughs) Alexis, your book's incredible. You're amazing. That still wouldn't be enough as much as I love her, but it really, it has to come from ourselves and that's just so difficult to do, but you know, uh, yeah. So the being ashamed of being overweight, when I started this, this, this book, I actually started, I started with a pen name and, um, I started first, it started as a blog and I was using a pen name. Cause again, I was so ashamed. I never wanted to put pictures. My husband didn't wow. even know I had been overweight. Like he knew I had been overweight at one point, but he never saw pictures. Um, so finally when I, you know, now I created the website, I've put my story out there and I thought, let me see if I can find some pictures. I I pretty much have torn up like every old picture I had. I tore them all up wow. because I was so ashamed of them. I never wanted to admit that I was ever that person. And now I look back and I and I see that that poor little girl. You know, it's like she needed love, and she and I had it, but I didn't have it from me. I had mm-hmm. it from everybody else. And thank God for that. My my mom raised me a, a mm-hmm. single parent household. Um, I, so you know, my dad died when I was seven. And there's way more to that, but uh, yeah. thank God I had my mom's love. I had love for my family. I had so much love all over, all around me, but it just nothing in here. And then I did oh. discover, um, I mean, I, I grew up Catholic, so I, mm-hmm. I knew about Jesus. I knew about, about church and, and Christ and, um, and I did enjoy it, but it wasn't until the senior year of high school. And I actually started reading the Bible and, and, and kind of, you know, interpreting it for myself, I guess. It's so much different when you're reading it versus when somebody's telling you, you know, book of John and you're just there as a kid, like, okay, what does this mean? (laughs) But when I started reading it myself in high school, that's when I really kind of, you know, realized that we are, we are all worth something and God has a plan for us. And then that kind of carried into college and, you know, everywhere. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. There was, oh gosh, what was your question? I was talking about, about being like, Oh, excuse me, being shame free from from your story. Oh, I do have to say, yeah, you mentioned, um, well, while you're talking, I do. Okay, so I also have a coach, a life coach, Mm -hmm. who I just love. And we were talking about confidence that the other the other day, confidence has always been my my biggest issue. Mm -hmm. And people don't think that because I'm a very personable person. I love this. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I don't think about 
uh, other people who might be watching, then this is really cool. <laughs> I love connecting with people, but I'm just, it's like when I'm not doing that, I guess I just feel, you know, I get scared. So my coach was telling me, well, you know, confidence comes from, uh, we all, we always think confidence comes from knowing, knowing, you know, having knowledge. And, and it's true. Growing up, I always wanted to be the smartest. I always wanted to know everything. I always wanted, even the Bible, when I, it's like, when I go into something, I, I go into it, you know, <laughs> hardcore. And yeah. I used to, uh, or I used to now, now I'm a lot more like, you know what, you don't need to do that. But even in my master's program, it's like, I, 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 I have to have a 4.8 and a 4.0. <laughs> but anyway, so um, she was saying, we always think knowledge comes from knowing stuff, no, having knowledge. She goes, but really confidence comes from having knowledge in ourselves, yeah, knowing who we are. And man, that just like, again, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so funny how we're always, even when we think we're, when, you know, me, I feel like I have self-love, I have self-compassion, but I'm still searching outside. I'm still, you know, and it's not a bad thing. That's how I discovered your podcast. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing as long as we keep it in balance and as long as we do realize that ultimately, ultimately the love has to come from within the self-compassion, the love, the confidence, the, you know, the knowledge, it has to come from within. We really have to know who we are before we try making these changes, because if we don't know who we are and we try making these changes, we're just spinning our wheels and getting frustrated and getting depressed. And, you know, and like you mentioned, comparing yourself to others, oh man, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a difficult a one. one. I think we all do yeah. that, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, oh, you mentioned about the book too, about wanting to be a writer. It's so funny. Cause yeah, I, I, I've always wanted to write a book always. Mm-hmm. And now that I've written a book, I'm like, okay, it's just one book. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. But yeah, it's uh it's definitely a process. It took me two years. Everything seems wow. to take me two years. <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my magic spot right there. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Oh, I do remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Now that oh, I've you're fine. Book, now that I've published a book, I see everyone else. And as and as soon as I talk to them, I'm like, I am already coming up with a title. I'm like, you need to write a book. Like, it's so right now, as you were saying that, I'm like, yes, in my head, I was like, yes, please write a book. Oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. The Fearless One Woman, day. that's your title right there. You will do it. It would be stop, awesome. Stop, stop. Don't get me excited. <laughs> One day, one day. Um, but yeah, I I just really, you know, you're right. It's okay to continue kind of developing yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, just really quick, I think that when we're comparing ourselves to other women, to, you know, whatever it is that they're doing or even how they look, it's like, to me, God made each of us very unique, mm-hmm. Right. And we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. But I think when we compare ourselves, we're really taking away from the uniqueness that God gave us. Right. And my thing is always like, I don't, I don't want to compare myself. I'd rather find the woman who like, she's strong at something or she's done something that I haven't Mm -hmm. and lock arms with her. You know what I mean? Or like if I've done something and somebody's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing that. Hey, yeah, let's chat. Let me help you. Because I feel like like what you said, we all have a plan. And wouldn't it be so much better is if as women and especially as Latina women, Mm -hmm. we just locked arms like I really feel like this world would would be better, you know? Just oh, my definitely. <laughs> no. And that kind of goes back to the mind shift, the mindset. 
Yeah. You can you you can compare yourself to others and think Ugh, like what did they do to do that? Well, I don't have what they have or and yeah. and I've I've learned and I've been there. We all been there. I and I still do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part now when I see other women um especially women, you know, we can't help that. Yeah. But when I see other women doing these great things, I mean, it just oh man, I have to bring it up and not not in a political sense just the inauguration. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness, how incredible was it to just to see a, a a colored woman, you know, an ethnic woman up there. She's our vice president. And it's like if if she can do that, I can do I can do whatever. You know, it just so I, I think again the comparison, it kind of goes back to the mindset. You can use it for for good, you can use it for for bad or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it it really is all in how you think about it. It's all in how you choose to, to, to think about everything. (laughs) It's just incredible. I mean, it really is. Yeah. So can we, can we dive just, you know, as we wrap up a a little Mm -hmm. bit more into like your book, like just tell us where to get it, but mostly what, what can people expect? I mean, you don't have to give us all the juicy details, but I wrote this book to help people. Um, so, you know, if basically, and if you, if it's, it's available on Amazon, it is. And if, okay. it, uh, if you're on uh subscribe to Kindle unlimited, it is available on Kindle unlimited. So for free, uh, I think it's four sixty nine in the Kindle versions, the Kindle store, and then it's 10 or nine 99 for the, for the paperback. Uh, now the first third of the book is basically my story, my weight loss okay. roller coaster ride of a journey. And then how I started I basically, you know, questioned myself, what if, how that came about. And then I do go into a little bit of the science because I, I, I'm a, I'm a total science nerd. I like knowing all that (laughs) stuff. So I do have a chapter in there about the power of hormones, why we're overweight, why counting calories doesn't work. Um, If you've ever, if you've ever, if anyone's ever been a fan of the biggest loser, by the way, which I was, my husband and I were huge (laughs) fans, look them up and you will be shocked to see that pretty much none of them have, have, have kept it off because it's it's just, again, it, when they did that show, they weren't really working on the mindset. They were working on just calories in calories out and then exercise and all that. Yeah. So um, I write about that part in the book. And then of course I go through the the three phases of, uh, of basically implementing intermittent fasting into your life. And I, and I can give those right now. Phase one, basically start with a 12 hour window, no weighing yourself, no counting calories, focus on the 12 hour window. Keep that up for a few weeks. Phase two, you an hour at a time, bring your breakfast in or bring your dinner in and just basically shortening your eating window. And you, you want to aim for an eight an eight 16, no, sorry, 16, eight. So 16 hour fasting window, eight hour mm-hmm. eating window but work on it incrementally. It it takes a few weeks to really get used to it and make it a habit, make it just something that you don't have to think about. I think I'm all about efficiency. The less I have to think about something, the better. And that's why at this point in my life, intermittent fasting, I, I'm, I'm basically, I eat one meal a day now wow. and it's just convenient. It's convenient because mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about food all day until I get home. Yeah. Now, if there's an event or, you know, once a week I have lunch with my husband. So, mm-hmm. so on those days, I, I don't eat one meal a day. I eat two. But again, it's about flexibility. It's about fitting yeah. it into your lifestyle. Then phase three is about, it's called watch yourself. You're basically watching yourself for those, those thoughts, those beliefs, whether it be cultural beliefs and mm-hmm. I, and I go through this in the book, you know, I have, I, I never wanted to sacrifice my family. So there's a, a point we used to have brunch 
uh, all the time. And I thought I have to eat brunch with them. I have to, even mm-hmm. if I'm not hungry, I have to, I, it's not healthy mm-hmm. for my kids to see me. And no, I, I asked myself, well, what if that's not true? What if my kids, you know, what if showing them that I'm not eating when I'm not hungry is actually a good thing. Yeah. And, and it gives you, it, you know, it provides prompts for you to kind of come up with your own, what if questions. Um, so that's the basics of the book. And then Love I also it. have a chapter. Thank you. I have a chapter on fine tuning your fasting. Now you don't have to buy the book. If you go to my website, uh, I mean, I would like for you to, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you no, why are you saying I know. That? Well, just, I, I wrote this to, to help people. Book. Yes. Buy my book, but also go to my website because okay. I do have a lot of tools, a lot of resources I have before and after photos. Um, the one tool I have to, I, I just, I love it. I use it personally. I have a tool called the what if mind shift, and it's basically a worksheet and I don't touch on this in the book because I, I, I really wanted people to create something for themselves. But after the book was released, I got a lot of questions. Well, how do you do this? Can you tell me exactly what you wow. did? So I created the what if mind shift uh, worksheet, and it basically right. outlines exactly what I did to come up with my goals, to overcome my obstacles, to ask those good, helpful, what if questions. And then the very last thing is your why your, I've discovered that your why is incredibly important. If you don't have a good why, for something, you're you're probably not going to do it. So uh, wow. please go to my website, www.thewhatifdietplan.com. You can download the What If Mind Shift right there on the homepage for free. I also have a video there where you can see the basics of the What If Diet Plan. And then again, my story where you can see before and after photos. So, oh, yes. And recently, as you mentioned, I, I've released a podcast as well. Um, I just, just started it. So episode one was last <laughs> week, episode two will be coming out. So that'll be every Tuesday. Uh, I'll be giving little, probably 10 at the most 20 minutes because we're all busy women. Yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so. I saw it when, uh, so you are on Instagram where tell us where you are. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the, what if diet plan, I believe on Instagram, yeah. it's my Instagram handle and I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big Instagrammer. That's like, okay. I I'm love not, your pictures. I'm a writer. No, well, thank you. No, it's okay. I just, I, you know, I know that even though it's Instagram, like people can tell, you know, your story, they can see who you are. And so that's why I love Instagram. So, you know, they can at least kind of see what you're doing. But anyway, I said all that because that's how I clicked on your link and I'm like, oh, she has a podcast. I'm like, wow. And, you know, for me as a podcaster, I'm like, Oh, wow. I get like so excited. Like, oh, yes, awesome. you know, because, because for me, like when women are using their voice, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, you know, it, it's, you know, I'll just say it. It's being fearless. Like, yes. you don't care. it takes a lot of courage to use your voice. And so I'm just, I'm always thank like, you yes, for that. No. <laughs> yeah, it was a big, and that's one of the things that a lot of us, you know, like you hear the sound of your voice and you're like, God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. But, and you're not the first person who's told me, oh, your voice is so soothing. And I'm just yes, like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, um, well, Alexis, this has been a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you joined us, guys. Check her out, go to her website. Hey girl, thanks so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure hanging out with you. If this episode inspired you and empowered you, share it with the women in your life so that they can be empowered too. And could I ask you for a quick favor? It would mean the world to me if you left me a review and subscribed. That way you never miss an episode. 
And if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also come join the private Facebook group. Fearless Mujeres is a sisterhood and community where you're going to be empowered and inspired. And you'll find the link to that group in the show notes. And girl, let me ask you a quick question. Have you been feeling like you're not walking in your true purpose? If you're looking for guidance and clarity and support, book a free 20-minute clarity call with me. We can focus on the things that are holding you back from really walking and stepping into your God-given purpose. And girl, before you go, if you want to screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram, Facebook, that would be pretty cool. All right, girl, until next time, God bless.